Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. Welcome to episode 174 of the Field of Geeks podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Bill. <laughs> and I'm Jonah. Hey, Jonas and Bill, of course, are back on the show. And um, actually, to everyone, Bill is an official geek now. He's uh, he's joined the um, the alliance uh, against... Um, I've joined the, just, the Iowa Justice League. There so you go. There you go. Here. There you go. Yes. There you go. Yep. Yeah. So I'm still waiting on my Letterman jacket and my initiation, but okay. yes, and the branding. We'll have to get out in uh, some you know area where people can't hear you scream. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it'll be it'll be an easy process. Yeah. And Jonah. Yeah. Thank you for being on. You're a great friend of the show. You're you're probably the next maybe geek we'll get on board eventually if you know we can afford you. So um, welcome. I <laughs> uh, will appreciate it. Thank you. And and. Don't sell yourself short. I come really cheap, so. Oh, sweet. Okay, okay. I got some coupons here, so. Uh. Excellent. I accept coupons. <laughs> how, how about tickets to see Snake Eyes? That's a little spoiler for uh, a review we'll do later, um, or a tease. Yeah, if no, you will. I might. I might have to turn down the offer. Uh, that's too too sweet a deal. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> well, so I got. Oh god. Ugh. So yeah, I got some quick takes before we get into the uh, big news items. Blue Beetle and Batgirl have been cast. Sholo Maridueña. It's the main kid from Cobra Kai. He's going to play Blue Beetle. And he's a great I actor. To, yeah, I have to fully full disclosure. I've never watched the Karate Kid series, so. Oh my gosh, you're missing out. Even know who that would be. Yeah, I've seen the first uh, the first two seasons. Kind of behind on it now, but well, that's okay. Um, Four will be out December, I think. So you'll have you'll be able to binge two more seasons. <laughs> so and then Joan will be able to binge yeah. all of it if he uh, chooses to. Wait, it's, what, it's really what good. Platform is it on? Netflix. On Netflix. Netflix. It actually oh, yeah. started out um, on YouTube Red back in the day, and that's how I got YouTube Red, and then that became premium. So for like two years before it got super popular during COVID, I already knew about the show and I was a fan. So it was really. Funny to see, it's kind of like I got a sneak preview to a show, you know, before everyone else did, it seemed, because all of a sudden everybody was talking about it. And I was just thinking, like, it's so cool you're experiencing this now. I already have, you know, <laughs> before all this. Um, but yeah, it was super interesting. And then, of course, three, when three came out, season three, everyone got to experience it, old and new fans. And um, I binged that in a day by accident. It was great. It was great. I, I previously binged. <laughs> Stranger Things season three by accident, and that wore me out. Cobra Kai did not, so I think maybe because it was just more of uh, simple storytelling. It wasn't a lot of, uh, I don't know. It wasn't so complex, if you will. I have no idea. I think they even had more episodes in Stranger Things season three. So I don't know. Maybe I just had a, the right amount of sleep to uh, withstand it. But I don't know much about Blue Beetle. I'm excited though. It's um. Yeah, I think he'll do a great job. He's a great actor, and um, yeah, I have. Uh, well, you can't. You can't have Blue Beetle without Booster Gold. So, sure. Uh, quickly, can you guys tell us about Blue Beetle? What you know in Booster Gold? 
Um, Booster Gold's like kind of the ultimate bro kind of thing from like the year 3000 or something like that, isn't he? Yep. Am I making that up? Okay. No, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know about, yeah, that sounds, <laughs> sounds good to I, me. I agree with the ultimate, the ultimate bro. Yeah, that's good. He, he's kind of very, very much full of himself. He's like, talks in the third person a lot. It's kind of like The Rock, but, <laughs> and Blonde. But yeah, Blue Beetle's kind of a cool character. Um, I don't know too much about him. Um, he's, from what I know, he's pretty much a background character but he's yeah. kind of gotten a resurgence since the new 52 well yeah and there's been a couple of different blue beetles so like the one that i grew up with or am more familiar with is the the ted cord who was like booster gold's partner they were like you know sidekicks to each other sort yeah. of and then and now i think and the one that this actor is probably going to be portraying is uh the newer version of the character which is uh jamie or jaime reyes um yeah that's kind of what i thought who he's playing Right. That's kind of what I thought, because like I was the Ted Cord version I was more familiar with during the uh, like the death of Superman arc and everything like that. And I know the uh, the Jaime character um, from Injustice 2. Yeah, that's more so where I know him from. So but either way, I think um, I think it's great that they're starting to branch out and cast more. um lesser-known characters. Yeah. I mean, it worked for Marvel. It's going to work great for DC, too. Yeah, I mean, they're more affordable. Right? Yeah, and he's got he's got three seasons under, under his belt of material they can they can look at and everyone can look at. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think he's a great actor, and this will uh, definitely help him launch him further into the stratosphere because he can only do Cobra Kai for so long, right, until it gets really ridiculous. Like, so far, I think it's good. It's solid. Which show is Blue Beetle going to appear in? Uh, it's just his own film, actually. Oh, it's his own standalone thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. It will be exclusively right. through HBO Max. It, it will not be a theatrical movie. So, gotcha. I don't know if they were doing something like like that, or if they're going to have him incorporated into the Flashpoint movie. Right, and maybe they will because that's filming currently. So that'll come out before this. That would be smart if they kind of just what Marvel does, kind of just drop these characters in a little bit, tease them, and then they'll further develop them. Or vice versa, you know. I think that's a really smart way to do it. Like, you don't even really have to, I don't know, address him. You could just see him in the film and be like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, he's got a show, you know. Leslie Grace is going to play Batgirl. She's from In the Heights. Um, That's the latest thing she did. She will be playing Barbara Gordon. And J.K. Simmons is in talks to return as Commissioner Gordon. And that that is also an HBO Max film by itself. You know, I don't hate the casting. As long as it's good, you know, just write it good. And I guess, you know, I'm not trying to get into like uh, <laughs> controversial things here, but just don't make it agenda driven. You know what I mean? Like maybe she'll be adopted in the film. Like it overall doesn't matter. I mean, I agree as long as it's not just a thing to appear super woke. Yes. Um, you know, if it's if it's a good casting, if it's a good, you know, film, then I'll get behind it 110 percent. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I just think like doing the gender bending and the, you know, cultural bending that they do right now and then. I think it's really obvious when they do it just for inclusion rather than right to say this is a great actor or actress. Right. They're going to do great things with this role. And I think if she does great things with the role, then more power to her. Yeah, know? I think and she's got the all for it. 
yeah, got the potential for it. Even Kevin Smith has said that Batgirl is a like billion dollar franchise if they do it right. So sure, if they do it right, you know, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, hey, I am too. I am too. It being an HBO Max film, I I hope. Um, I like to think it will be on the level of their shows they have, or even greater. You know, like Titans and. Um, uh, Doom Patrol, you know, they'll probably have, I'm sure they'll mm-hmm. have a bigger budget, obviously. I'm excited for a Batgirl film. Hopefully she can top Alicia Silverstone. Well, way. that's that's a high bar to jump. Let's, let's dial <laughs> yeah. it down a little bit. <laughs> yes, and it's nice I that mean, she'll be Barbara Gordon this time, right? Not Barbara Pennyworth, which was like, what? The only hurdle she has to climb is Killing Joke and Alicia Silverstone, so it won't be that hard. Enough. Right, of course, of course. Yeah, I think I think she can. I think she can pull it off. Maybe Alicia will give her some pointers and stuff. And yeah, I think <laughs> you can uh, borrow the suit. Yeah, <laughs> and burn it. I think it looks great. I think it's gonna be more the take of the current Batgirl run. She's got like a. It looks like it's more of a self put together suit, kind of like it's not really a Batman like. A level suit it's uh it's got pockets and mm-hmm. stuff it works i think it looks cool i like the design so i'm anxious to see if um they utilize that color you know like the purple and yellow i really like you know and don't make it all so dark like i'm kind of just ready for these franchises to just embrace just embrace the looks and you know what it's a superhero film right it's not not shakespeare <laughs> i mean make the costumes yeah. good but just you know yeah, and I think that that's where we're at. I think that they are embracing crazy colors. The days of the, you know, the black and leather clad X-Men, I, I think, are gone. Yes, uh, I hope so. Yes. Which is good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, First Class gave us a, a real um, glimpse of what they could do, and then uh, <laughs> then they totally changed course again <laughs> until uh, till later films. They but, were. Yeah. They, the one thing they did well was tease you with comic accurate suits and then just totally rip out the the rug from underneath you in the next film so yes yes yeah i mean i i I, I would like to see more and i think dc is doing that very well marvel's starting to get in into it as well but yeah um i think it's time i think people accept comic accurate stuff it's like it's a comic book movie we're not we don't need to make them all tactical and stealthy like these are guys that you know can blow up entire cities with a gesture so right don't need to make them you know exactly yeah i i'm all for it just go full throttle you know just and hell it sells a bunch of toys right no one wants to see all these emo grim toys they don't sell yeah it's like bright colors people come on but yeah i I look forward to it i hope um yeah i think a lot of people are bummed batgirl isn't getting like a theatrical but maybe they'll change their minds when it gets i mean it kind of seems like maybe the studio doesn't have faith in uh Putting as much as they want to include everybody, they don't want really want to put a female centric film out. It seems you know it's like kind of going against what you claim you're in for, you know. But I mean, we have Wonder Woman at least, right? Yeah. And Black Widow now, so yeah. As we mentioned, uh, the Flash is currently filming, and of course, um, you know when they film out in the public, you'll see uh, you'll see some new shit. And we have um, Batman's new bike is on the streets in Glasgow, Scotland. And also, Batman himself is in the bike. Uh, it's a new armored, thick armored suit. Um, it's not Affleck, though. It's a stunt double. Affleck won't join the production until September. What are you guys' thoughts on this? A little nice toy he's got. 
I so I still have never seen Batman vs Superman or Justice League. I've tried to watch Justice League, but I can't. I can't sit through it. The new one I, or I the the original? Uh, the original. I've also not tried to watch the Snyder Cut because I'm not a big Snyder fan. Sure, and I, there's not really anything that I've seen from it or heard from it that says you really need like watching this will change the way you feel about the world or Snyder oh or yeah the justice league. And so I just, and with it, like what, four hours long. Uh, yes. I mean, I got other stuff I'd rather do. Right. I right. Like I will say I not, like watch paint dry. <laughs> yeah. Well do both <laughs> paint and have it back on the background. You know, um, I would recommend yeah. BVS, the extended version. See that. Do not see the other one. That is, I think worth your time. Yes, it's long, but you can, Take I would take you know you can take a break with it. Um, do not I would not watch Justice League twenty seventeen. I would watch the Snyder Cut version. That's in parts, so you could stop any time once the a new part comes on. I think those are both worth watching. I really I really think that. And yeah, there Snyder it's got Snyder's fingerprints all over it. And yeah, there's some things. I like it. The longer version of the Justice League was definitely, it felt more like an Avenger level film, even though it was much longer, but yeah, those, those are good. I do like Affleck. I do like his costume. I think that's the best bat suit on screen. Uh, I just like the black and the gray, you know, and this is a, an armored look, this new suit. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are criticizing the cow, how big it is, but it's like, they clean all that up in CG. This He's probably going to have a cape on, I'm sure. And um, the bat bike to me is really cool. It, uh, You know, again, I see I see toy cells, but in a good way, not like Batman or Robin, you know, toy cells. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's really cool. It's It's got a Dark Knight look to the bike, but it's also like animated series blended together. And, uh, yeah, it looks cool. So is this slated for a 2023 release? Or when is it due you know, out? That's a great question. I... I would say that for sure, but it could possibly be, well, post work on it would take a while. I would yeah, say 2023, they, most likely. I'm sure it's out there. They, yeah. Yeah. When did they push uh, Pattinson's Batman release to? Oh, that's going to be 2022, I think. Yeah, because they okay, don't probably so. want to do that the same year. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's my, I mean, my thought that you probably would not want to do that the same no, year. Uh, no. That's a lot of Batman. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I'm okay with it, but I get it. It would confuse people, you know? It's still confusing, well, yeah, but that's I mean, that's a WB way, right? They have to do it the right, right way because then it'll be like, oh, well, this is a totally different Batman from the one we got in Flash. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Right. Because <laughs> I, I think the, the Pattinson movie is more or less a reboot of the franchise, right? Yeah, it's kind of its like own it's thing. Totally yeah new okay yes. yeah it's its own and this thing. is kind of con- continuing with the dc extended universe or yes movie universe or whatever that they started with justice league and all that right so. and i wonder with flashpoint if it'll kind of be a reset in a way um to move away from <laughs> the snyder setup of all these characters they obviously have used his casts his casting they they've used some good things from him i guess but yeah, I mean, I think the bike looks cool. It's been in a crash already. Um, 
there it looks very heavy it's like it's it can't i don't i don't think it can turn too well there's like there's a funny i don't know if you guys watch any footage of it but yeah there's like a scene where a humvee like fish tails goes down an alley and then the the bike has to just it just goes straight past the alley and stops and then they got to reset it so it goes down the alley but i you know it's all movie magic you know um so it, it's gonna work out when they when we see the final product. But I'm really digging it, and we're getting Michael Keaton back. It's just a lot of cool I, shit. I'm excited about. That's it. the most exciting part for me is is having Michael Keaton back in it in some capacity. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm just excited to see how they how they bring it all together, and, and hopefully they can do it in a manner that works. So, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, of course, I was on vacation when a lot of this news broke, so. Yes, it's been out for a while, um, but one thing that was really shocking was um, Scarlett Johansson suing Disney. I was like, holy shit, what? Is this, like, fake? Uh, what were your initial thoughts when you heard this? Um, well, initially, I thought there was, you know, just based on what I had read initially about uh, the pay being based off box office and not being Disney Plus not being included with that. I thought there was definitely merit to her yes. claim or to her suit. Mm-hmm. And I figured Disney would probably just want to settle as quickly and quietly out of court as possible. Yes. But then I heard some other different things about it. I don't even know where it stands right now, but mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like it's going to go away quickly and quietly necessarily. I almost, I mean, I kind of agree with where she was coming from on it. Um, I kind of felt like it should have been a, uh, theater exclusive at yes. least for a while agreed um, yep. you know it's it's really our first uh first chance to get back into the mcu yes so why wouldn't you want to you know simultaneously boost tickets like physical ticket sales and help the you know struggling theater community yes right i mean right. I, I i guess i do, i don't understand the whole to me, the whole Disney Plus premiere access thing is kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, why? I, I can't see. To me, it's all about the experience of going and seeing it in the theaters and, like, you know, hearing the surround sound and, and experiencing it on a big screen and everything like that. I can't see sitting here at home on my computer screen watching it for $30 and being like, yeah, that was totally worth the experience. Right. It's not um, the same. It's not. It's not. No. But at the same time, though, like they have gotten quite a bit of sales from the Disney Plus premiere access as well. Yep. So I don't I don't know why. Like, I, I, that's where I kind of get confused with their complaint. Like, yeah. it's a successful movie. But was it like she was only going to get a portion of the theatrical sales and not the Disney Plus sales? That was my that was my take on it. But. Yeah, yeah. The initial deal, and it's been like a Marvel deal. Um, so Disney basically breached the Marvel deal with Scarlet. So yeah, it was to agreed upon. Yeah, just box office alone. Basically, that's why she's suing Disney for breach of contract um, mm-hmm. because it was supposed to be theaters only, not Disney Plus. Uh, first box office uh, numbers first weekend was 218 million, and then it had a huge drop second weekend, and of course you know, it, but it was the biggest release for a COVID film, I guess you know in the area. I, I don't know what the expectations even are these days, but you compare that against what other 
releases have made yeah. in their opening weekend, and that sounds like a monster, mm-hmm. comparatively speaking. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, yeah, this new hybrid model is um, kind of shitty. It I think it's really shitty to the talent, and I think um, even though that's the thing disney uh, disney uh fired back you know at her accusations and they were saying you know the lawsuit has no merit and it's sad and disgraceful given the covid-19 effects uh, on the industry and that she was paid 20 million dollars that was a big dick move on their part to kind of list what she got paid for it uh she was also an executive producer on the film so yeah. um I think that's how the the profits from the box office came into play. And I think theaters only get like a 40-day window now, and then they're out. The films are out. So, yeah, the whole Disney Plus simultaneously debuting it as well for $30. And by the way, I've never bought any of their um, Premiere Access stuff, but it looks like once you pay that 30 you can watch it as many times as you want, and it's not... Uh, doesn't expire i don't think i don't think it i does. wonder i wonder how it would have played out if disney had done the theater thing first for like the 40 45 days yes. whatever it is right and then after it was removed from theaters promptly relaunched it on disney plus yes see i think that would have been fair same, for yep. that same 30 dollar deal because i think that probably would have avoided a lot of yeah hurt feelings on her part and might yeah. have even netted the box office maybe a little more money i don't know right right i I think that would have been the smart way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think a simultaneous release just hurts everybody in the sure. long run. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, there's not a lot to compare this to with like theatrical releases because we haven't had a whole hell of a lot of them yet. Right. It's but, still, we're still getting our bearings, you know, and we're still coming out of this COVID and we're having some setbacks. And so, you know, it's but for some, crazy. For something this big, it's like taking, it's like taking a, a Star Wars movie and saying, oh, you can watch it on Disney Plus for 30 bucks." Yeah. Like, that's not going to get you the nearly the amount of, you know, buzz and ticket sales and everything else that you would get from just a theatrical release. Yeah, I don't think you um, can deny it's going to hurt the film theatrically. Yeah. I don't see it. But I, I just don't. I think that the premiere access model is kind of a joke. Mm-hmm. Because there's there's even been ones that like my daughter's been wanting to see on there, and I'm like, just wait a week and it'll be it'll be free. And that was the case with like two of their two of their Disney releases. Yeah, you know, like if you waited two weeks, they were free on the service anyway. Right. So right. I don't know. Well, Warner Brothers yeah. did the right thing with their talent. Of course, you probably remember when I think it was late 2020, they announced they were going to release their whole 2021 catalog to HBO Max, and that was, of course, no additional fees with your membership. So that was even a better deal. So, of course, the talent was upset about that, and they actually had a large settlement with all the artists and directors. So I think Disney would be right for them to do the same. They do have a new CEO now, Bob uh, Chapek. He took over from Bob Iger, and so he has a lot more authority. And so it seems like he's kind of being reckless with what they did to manipulate the box office, if you will. And to say, to act like, oh, how dare you? It's COVID, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you know, them as a company, is they're trying to get their dollar before she does, right? They're getting more out of it. And, you know, their theme parks were closed for a year. 
So yeah, they're yeah. probably desperate to make a lot of profit. And I think, I mean, I think she is right to to file this suit. And I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure it was talked about before actually doing it. And Disney was like, nope, we're not gonna we're not gonna budge. And so I was like, okay, I'll take you guys to court then, I guess. And I don't think it'll get that far. I think they will have a settlement because I think a lot of people at Disney outside of the CEO are not happy about the situation. And that includes Bob Iger as well. Cause you know, he worked very yeah. hard to um, get all this shit, you know uh, you know, the Fox mergers and I don't know if he, you know, he got, he got star Wars on board with Disney. And so, you know, he put a lot of work into it and this new CEO kind of seems a little reckless, you know, maybe uh, full of himself, if you will. You know, twenty million is a lot of money, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. I'm sure she, um, you know, she obviously is very wealthy. But you know, in Hollywood, like, if if that's a normal practice, if you're an executive producer and you you do have profit sharing, and then that company decides, mm-hmm. hey, we're gonna take some of that profit um, away from the box office, which will hurt your pay, because we want to get more subs for our, you know, streaming, and all that. Um, and money through that as well, because I don't even think that counts. The thirty bucks they get from their streaming, is that is that figured into the? Um, it probably isn't. I don't think that's considered box office returns in, I, in a way. I think it's considered a, a kind of a separate but equal kind yeah. of thing. Um, they can include that in sales of like overall sales, but yeah, it's two separate categories. There's yeah box office sales and there's streaming service sales and. Sure. Really, with with a movie with this of this magnitude, it was filmed and worked on as if it was going to be a big box office release. If they were going to make another Disney Plus series, then it wouldn't have taken mm-hmm. however long five years for this movie. To, right. It seems like five years, but right. you know, it wouldn't have taken so long for this movie to come out. It would have just been like, okay, we're going to release it in six episodes on Disney Plus, and there you go. That's why I hate about the expectation of something making a billion dollars. Like once Avengers uh, did that, I knew that this was going to be a problem, yeah. you know, for many reasons. <laughs> you should never assume yeah. you're going to get that much out of a movie. And a lot of people are like, this movie's kind of, you know, too little, too late. You know, we wanted this movie 10 years ago and her character died currently in the, in the whole canon of things. So it's like, is this worth seeing? You know, so I think a lot of it was going against it. And this definitely did not help. Yeah, because you could just stay home, and I I didn't buy the premiere access. I was very tempted because I do want to know if that's true. Because I always thought it expired after twenty four hours, but it, what I read mm. seemed like you had this thing however long you wanted it, <laughs> and maybe until it actually yeah. came out on Disney Plus itself. So which that's what I heard as well. I heard that yeah. as well. Which yeah. Is- pretty cool feature it's cool but yeah that really does screw up your box office like you should let the theater it should make it run through the theater first to be respectful of the theaters too and that's the whole thing studios are just jackasses have you you guys seen the movie yet have you guys seen black widow yes oh yeah yes okay have you i have not yet. okay no because it's one of those where no one else in the family is really interested in seeing it. I would be the only one, and yeah. I don't have a lot of time to just go to a theater by myself these days. Right, right. Uh, yeah. And, and that I works for you, then. I didn't want to pay the yeah. 30 bucks. Oh, sure, yeah. I didn't, want to pay, I, didn't, I didn't want to pay the 30 bucks. I'm just going to wait until October when it hits regular streaming. I would. I think yeah. it's when it's due. Yeah. Um, so, But no, I'm, I'm interested in, in seeing it. I liked it. I think I wanted it to be better, but it was my first movie back, too. So that got me back to the theater, and... Yeah, I didn't hate the film. 
like I said, I think it could have been much better. I think I think some decisions were not the greatest, but it you know it was a good film, and uh, yeah, I was even tempted to buy this thirty dollar thing to to watch it again. Um, but yeah, it does help people who don't have the time or don't have a lot of people to go with who are interested in it. Yeah, you just wait a couple months and it'll be it'll be on Disney Plus without having to pay extra for it. Uh, that also goes the same with uh, Cruella that came out. Uh, two months ago, I think, and uh, last night I was on Disney Plus, and I was like, "Oh, it's available the twenty seventh of this month." You know, starred um, uh, Emma Stone. It looked like a good movie. Yeah. Just never um, got the chance to go, and didn't really want to pay the money. Like anytime the premiere accesses are available, I'm like I'm never interested in paying that much money. I'm like, I just, I just can't. Mm-hmm. But maybe if you get it for eternity, <laughs> it might be worth it. I don't know, but uh, yeah, a lot of people are going to follow. Uh, suit it seems the other stars who are also having their films released you know theaters and Disney Plus which is pretty much every Disney film now Uh, Emma Stone of course Cruella was the same and Jungle Cruise which you know just came out so people are saying that those stars could potentially join the lawsuit or start their own I think Disney really should follow what Warner Brothers did you know that's probably a first to follow what Warner Brothers did you know how they you know late later years they've not been that great um but yeah they should have just um okay we'll we'll settle and uh you know going forward they're gonna have to negotiate with their stars uh they're gonna have to take in I think what the streaming is all about I kind of look at it like um doing the same model kind of like uh video stores used to do right like don't have it on don't have it on your service when it's in theaters. Yes. But when it hits Blu-ray and DVD and stuff like that, sure. Like okay, it's a if it's a brand new release, yeah, you can pay five bucks and you can watch it. Right. However long you want until we release it for free, or you can just wait for it to be free and then pay your ten bucks a month. Yeah, rent it out, or people can buy it digitally or uh, physical yeah. media. I I, I, mean, I hope that's still going to be around. Disney's not hurting for money. They're, I Mm-mm. mean, they can literally print their own currency at this point if they wanted to. Probably have. <laughs> yeah. I got a oh, printer. I, I know. I've never been to Disney World, but I'm pretty sure there's like Mickey Bucks or some shit. Oh, I'm sure. I was ba- um, I was there in 97, but it's changed so much since I've been there. It's crazy. But it's, it, I think it's just another instance of, you know, new CEO comes in. He's like, I've got all these great ideas and I'm got a gun fresh fresh (laughs) face and I'm going to make this company a lot of money. Right. No, you're, you're going to end up shooting people in the foot. If you, if you keep with this business model, really a a typical fuck up. If everything's running smoothly, right. It's like, ah, I could do it better. Yeah. It's like, no, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Like just collect your paycheck, dude. Like you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Yeah. But yeah, I, I hate how their, their tactics are like, how dare you? How dare you during this COVID nineteen? We've lost so many people. It's like shut up, Disney. I don't buy it. You're not fooling me. You no, know, it, it's not. Again, you look at like what theaters have done since they've reopened. Yeah, and they are they're by no means the you know the packed house mm-hmm. premiere weekend theaters that they were before 2020. Right. You know, right. I mean, there's you're basically like they're keeping it at a certain capacity, like no more than, you know, you've got to have distance between you. Like Mm -hmm. unless it's people from your family, you can't sit together. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's, they're, they're taking the proper precautions. And I think that's more on the theater than it is on Scarlett Johansson. 
Right. I mean, they're screwing you both know, like, parties, really, but mostly the theaters, because <laughs> Scarlet's going to be but, fine, too. <laughs> but you got to think, too, like, she's, you know, she's the finally getting her solo film that's been in the works forever. Mm-hmm. that should have came out 10 years ago. Yes. And, you know, she's finally like, I want people to go and experience this movie, not just sit in their underwear and eat <laughs> Cheetos. <Monkey> Charms. <laughs> yeah. But, um... I don't know. I'm Monkey kind charms. of, I'm more so on her. I'm more so on her side. Yes. Yeah. I think it's, I am too. They need to take a, a big look at their business model and revamp it or put it in somebody's hands. It's not a greedy piece of shit. I mean, honestly, I hate to say this, but I don't want it to be, I don't want this hybrid to really be successful because it will fuck over theaters in the long run. Once they know yeah. they can make the money. Without the theaters, they're going to cut the cord. They don't give a shit. My my stepfather, he's stepping down very soon. Mm-hmm. They are a video distribution company. Mm-hmm. And so they, you know, forever, back in the 80s, goes clear back, you know, they helped get these videotapes into people's hands, you know, through video stores or their actual own um, store they had for a bit. Did you grow up with a bunch of promo copies of yes. like, video store movies? That yes, that's... I had. I had a bunch of those, and they were always like really terrible horror yeah. movies. Is the ones that I had. Yeah, uh, we got all of them. We got the awesome. good ones. We got the bad ones. We got a lot of bad ones. A lot of direct to video, which you know that was never a good. Um, <laughs> it's never a good thing, usually. Uh, um, but no, I yeah, I grew up on these promos, and um, it it helped form me. You know, uh, it gave me a big imagination. I. I would have, and we had a VCR because they had to have, they had to know what they were selling, you know, and, and we used to get so much cool merch and we go to screenings they'd have here. They were there. It was the glory days. And then the minute the studios are like, basically um, my stepdad told me, and I'm going to interview him eventually about his whole career. It's very fascinating. Basically the minute the DVDs came out, uh, studios started getting more and more, strict and then of course you had red box and then the streaming just really killed the business so it's really sad we don't have rental stores around us yep. anymore i don't think we have anything we had video warehouse and that was i think that one that one just closed didn't it yeah and i actually like a year over a year ago i went there for the very first time got a membership card i thought that was so cool they gave me a membership card laminated and everything mm-hmm. so that's my little mm-hmm. uh <laughs> keepsake I never went back uh, just to drop the movie off, but I intended to. I always thought it was going to be around, but no, it, it's gone. And, you know, it's just the, the narrative to me is studios are just, they're terrible. You know, they, nothing can prosper. It's like they have to have it all. And I think that's just, uh, it's very sad. You know, I, I think it. I, everyone was, you know, willing to, help it be successful nonstop the theaters the people who sell the products and studios are pretty much you know theaters are the next um target to me you know with these streaming services and i i don't want them to be successful you know i, I hate to say that but no. these companies are very wealthy so it's not like um i'm wishing harm to people who, who are just trying to get by you know um right but yeah and i think yeah. theaters are a family experience too yes you know, it's yes maybe not something you can do all the time but it's you know i i remember like as a kid you know we just like everybody load up into the car we'd go we'd get mm-hmm. you know stand in line get our tickets get our popcorn stuff like that like it was it was a whole experience yes 
And you can't get that from watching it in your living room for $30. I don't think. No, you can't. You can't. Um, also the, and I don't know if there's a way to adjust this. I'm sure there is, but the blacks aren't the same on your TV as it is like in theaters. Like if you know what I mean, like every black dark scene, right. It looks like yeah. shit in streaming to me. Like, it's just like, yeah. it's weird. It, and it's like, I'm sure Very I can adjust so. things, but it takes me out, you know? And it's like, man, I, I want the full vibrant colors of everything and the yeah. sound. Yeah. All that stuff. Like streaming is never going to be that great. You know, um, mm. even when you have the best internet speed, let's say it's still, they got to fix that or your device has to get better. I, I don't know, but yeah, that annoys me too. It's like, oh, this is parts are, you know, just light it up. Like I, this darkness shit. I can still see people in the dark, but it's weird. It's like, yeah. it's just not black like it should be. But yeah, hey, that'll that'll help uh, people hopefully still go to the theater and still buy physical media. I don't want that I just to ever hope go they away. figure this out. I hope they figure this out before December. Because that's when we've got um, No Way Home coming out, I think, is the next one. Is that the, oh, uh, Spy- the Spider Man one? Yes. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we've got Shang, we've got Shang Chi coming out too, and Eternals, soon, the Eternals as well. Well, okay, Spider. Don't get me started on. We'll throw don't them a little. We'll throw them a little bone. <laughs> don't get me started on Eternals, even though we don't know what it's about. Um, <laughs> they could have prevented everything, those bastards. <laughs> yeah, um, Spider Man's gonna be very interesting because. I don't know if it'll be on Disney Premier Access because it's a Sony film. I yeah, I don't think, think they're going to be able to put it on Disney Plus. Right. I think that's. I think what's good about that is that it's going to force them to o- hopefully force them to only release it in theaters. Yes. And then they're going to look at the box office numbers and the amount of money the movie makes, and then ScarJo is going to be like, ah, "I told you so, dumbass." Yes. Pay me. Pay yeah. me my money. Show me the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Disney needs to get their shit together. It's like if Warner Bros. is doing it better than you, you're in you're in trouble. So take note, take note. Uh, have you guys seen the new He-Man series? Or I'm sorry, Masters of the Universe, not He-Man. I'd say is He-Man is He-Man in it? Yes, he is. I have, he is there for a, a little bit. <laughs> I have not seen it. I I stopped my Netflix account. A while back because i was never watching anything on netflix and we stream yeah. like 12 other things yeah same here and so in like picking and choosing what i wanted to keep uh netflix was the first to go sure. i'm assuming i'll get it back at some point yeah um i just don't know when but i was never a masters of the universe fan growing up i had a handful of the toys I yes. remember watching the cartoon. I actually mm-hmm. tried to watch the cartoon again not long ago, but it hasn't aged as well as some of the others. <laughs> the filmation one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then of course, there's the you know the movie with Courtney Cox and Dolph Lundgren. Hell yeah! Best uh, Picture, that... 1987. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a tough watch too. Um, <laughs> a lot of 80s stuff is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's like, ugh, really? Yeah, this part. was this was on par. Okay. Yeah, well, this is a um, show run by Kevin Smith. It premiered its first five episodes. Um, yes, there is backlash currently over the lack of He-Man. 
I don't want to spoil too much. Uh, Bill, have you seen this at all? Any oh, you, interest? you can spoil it away. I have no, no desire <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> well, I'm not going to spoil too much um, because the show hasn't ended yet. The season hasn't ended. I think they've been renewed for season two. Um, there's a lot of great voice talent in this show. Uh, Mark Hamill is Skeletor. I'm sorry. I love Mac- Mark Hamill. All I hear is Joker from his performance. But, uh, you know, yeah. that that's kind of the way I felt when he voiced... Uh, Hobgoblin. Yes. In the Spider-Man animated series, I was like, yeah, I'm jazzed that it's Mark Hamill, but it's the Joker. Yeah, he only got like two settings. Yeah. And I heard uh, Jason Muses Stinkor, is that right? Yes, I believe so. Yep. Yep. I could definitely tell it was him. Yeah. (laughs) Josh, does he say Snoochie Boochies? No, but I'm sure I'm sure there's an outtake of that they uh they haven't used, thankfully. Yes. No shit, Jane Silent Bob show up. That'd be hilarious. Like, what? Uh, what are you guys doing the here? Power of Grey Skull, snooch to the motherfucking nooch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of his friends are in the show or voice voicing uh, right. characters in the show. It's drawn great. You know, I was um, gonna say it's like the the animation looks really good. I'm just not a He Man fan. You know, I'm a Skeletor fan. Yeah, but, but I'm not a He Man. Yeah, I'm. I'm like you guys. Uh, I never, I never. I watched some of the filmation growing up. Um, I I knew He Man. I had I had his figure and some other ones. That's all I really knew about it. And you know, kind of did away with it. They tried to um, bring him back in the '90s. It was very different cartoon. And I never watched the cartoon. I had the I had the toy. It was like a redesign. You know. It was- it was oh, very that, different. It wasn't like the right was out. Bad. Was that he yeah. made it? Was that the one in space? Or yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, it was he the new like adventures the of He-Man. Out He-Man. He was like a like a skinny He-Man. Yeah, he was just kind he of. He was in shape, but really yeah, worked too well. Yeah, his hair was like back, and he had like blue pants, and um, that my figurine looked better than what they drew in the cartoon. I. I started watching all these uh, retrospect videos on YouTube and they were talking about that He-Man series because I never saw the cartoon and uh, actually the first episode was on YouTube. I started watching it and it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like it's not interesting at all. It was like wow. a cash grab. Yeah, they very much made it a early 2000s project when they tried to like, Yeah, there was a lot of series where they tried to do that where they tried to reboot them and make them more hip and edgy for the kids and yeah. <laughs> No, it's it didn't work. It was bad. Yeah, I only had the toy, and that was it. And that that was a mem- you know, it was a lost memory. Uh, after after playing with it for a bit, I just chucked it away. Uh, never not never got into the show. <laughs> but early two thousands, uh, they relaunched it, and that was I actually watched some of that on Netflix. I think, and uh, I did like what I saw. They actually did an origin for Skeletor that was pretty cool. I thought um, definitely had the the iconic looks back. And that ran for like maybe a couple years, I think. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. So yeah, when they were talking about this new series, this is a direct sequel, I think, to the original Filmation cartoon. Uh, the characters have had redesigns, obviously, to, you know, to go with the times. Uh, but they look great. I the animation's fantastic. I think the same studio who's done some of the DC films are behind it. Uh, the big controversy, of course, getting back to, is the lack of He-Man. He kind of disappears for a bit. He's only in really like two episodes so far. So it's a very Tila-centric show, uh, which she was like his right-hand girl. I don't know if she was his girlfriend. See, I don't know much about the characters. I should, but 
Um, in this version, they're kind of friends, you know? She doesn't know his secret that he's Prince Adam. Given that this show's a sequel, because a lot of people are upset, like, you know, Teela's running it. You know, it's a female-driven show now because, you know, a lot of agenda storytelling right now. You know, some of it's valid, some of it is not. Um, I don't mind it so far. I do kind of see where it's going, and I don't think we're going to get, or I don't think, I don't think He-Man will in the end be the master of the universe anymore. I think they're going to hand it down. The female characters are fucking ripped in their arms, and someone actually took their hairdos off their heads, and they look like dudes, and you can actually go out and see this. See, that's another thing. It's like, we want it. We want to include women and I'm all for it. Right. I'm all for it. Why you got to draw them like dudes? Like what the fuck? You know, like they have Madonna arms. They're just jacked and it's kind of distracting. But that aside, uh, the voice talent, Sarah Michelle Geller. She's Tila. Yes. But I think she does a great job and I do like some of the look, but yeah, the arms are kind of distracting. You know, it's like, you don't have to do that guys, but whatever. And yeah, she is kind of the lead of the show. Again, I don't mind because it's a sequel series. They kind of do talk shit about the men in power, which I'm like, okay. They didn't really talk about, you know, I mean, they never attacked women of power in the original show. It's like, come on, guys. Like, we don't care. Like, we like these characters. Just fucking give us what we like and all that, you know, it's just kind of like side side distractions if you will so there's that criticism but again i forgive i forgive it because it's a sequel to the original if it was a reboot yeah i would be more upset about it because that would change the character right change everything we know what's the point if you're just gonna do a whole new thing so i do get the outrage though um we have five more episodes i believe and a season two so we'll see where it goes right now it looks very predictable but I'll, I'll watch it. I'll finish it up. Um, I didn't. I didn't mind it. It is. It is gory too. There's. Well, uh, there's some scenes. I won't go into detail. But yeah, if you have Netflix, I would check it out. But Jonah, if you don't, I I wouldn't bother. I guess, especially if you weren't really a big fan. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, I mean, the quality's good. Like it's it's I it's on par, in my opinion. I may I may check it out at some point just sure. to catch up with my fellow nerds. Yeah, there you go. Uh, right. <laughs> Secure you know, your membership. Be left out of, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be completely left out of the club. So right, I may, right. Uh, I may right. check it out at some point. I'm just, yeah, yeah. Not in a hurry. I think some of the complaints are over, overboard, but mostly it's, um, yeah, mediocre. It's like, oh, well, it's not really a huge deal, but I, I do get people's frustrations because they wanted to see He-Man, right? And, mm-hmm. but in the title, it says Masters of the Universe. So it does not say He-Man in the Masters of the Universe. So there's a little hint there, but we'll see. Maybe the five episodes will be a surprise, but. When did the last five episodes drop? That's a great question. I should have actually gotten that ready prior. Um, I don't know. I'm sure maybe next month or so, I'm guessing. I'm sure it's going to be before 2020 is, uh, or 2021, I'm sorry, has ended. So yeah, I'm sure they'll wrap it up very soon. A lot of people are anxious, I'm sure, to be like, all right, where's this going? Where's this going, Kevin? So, side note, Kevin Smith just uh, celebrated his uh, 51st birthday, and they started filming Clerks 3, so I'm very excited on that front about um, about that. So, long, long-awaited uh, sequel to... Uh, I really like Clerks 2, and, uh, but lately his work 
since he's really gotten to uh, to the weed a lot, I think has lacked quite a bit. So I, I hope uh, Clerks 3 will be a, <laughs> a nice return. We'll see. I don't know. But yeah, are you guys Kevin Smith's fans well, in general? Doesn't he have... I don't think he's... I think maybe he's involved in it or something like that. But isn't there like a documentary that's going to be... Yes. Coming out about like his getting into like clerks one and like the filming process and all yes. that with that. Yep. And I, I want to see that very badly. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's called clerk or something like that should know more, but yeah, it's a documentary on how he, you know, came to be pretty much very yeah. cool, uh, storytelling. I mean, from his own account when he was, uh, he was playing these tapes on one of his podcasts years ago about, He'd record himself as like maybe he was out of high school, right? And he was riding his bike and he was talking about his dreams and stuff. And this was like only mm-hmm. maybe two years before he did Clerks. It's crazy. It's like to go from that, you know, just dreaming and then actually accomplish it. So, you know, yeah. say what you will about Kevin Smith. I, I like him. Uh, some of the shit he does, I'm kind of annoyed with, you know. Um, but you know, gosh, he really, um, yeah, you know, he really yeah. Yeah. became something, you know, and he say- did it. I will say I like his movies. Yeah. When he kind of gets on his high horse and starts preaching to people is when I'm like, I hit the mute button. Yeah. I'm Kevin Smith, but that's, you know, I mean, that's kind of part of the course nowadays. So yeah. You know, it's whatever, but right. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I don't think, you know, a lot of his movies like with Jay and Silent Bob and stuff like that. Like I, I find them entertaining. They're funny. Yeah. You know, I get a chuckle out of them. I'm looking forward to Clerks Three. I mean, I did, I'm not really a fan of Clerks Two. Really? It was kind of yeah. I I was kind of like hoping for a little more of the nostalgia trip that the first oh, one was, sure. and yeah. then the second one was them um, just kind of debating Star Wars versus uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I was like, oh come on. Yeah. yeah. I uh, his stuff with me is so hit and miss. Sure. I, I really like. It is. You know, te- teenage Jonah loved Mallrats. Mm-hmm. I loved Clerks. Clerks Two was was okay. Most of his other stuff, I just has not resonated with me. Like I thought Tusk was pretty terrible. Uh, yeah, it's grotesque. That's for sure. Watchable. Which one was unwatchable? Uh, Cop Out. The Bruce Willis. Yes. Yeah, he didn't even write that script. I think that was his attempt to just start directing without. Uh, yeah, he just he just directed it. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, uh, and Bruce Willis yeah, was a was, nightmare was, to work with too. He said wasn't good. Yeah, chasing Amy. I I hated that movie. Oh really? Um, yeah, <laughs> hated it. Yeah, it's like I, I think with a lot of his movies, I kind of agree with Jonah on this. It's like you either love it or you hate it. Yeah. Like there's certain ones, you know, Mallrats. Yes, I, I love that. I can still go back and watch that today and still find it funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like Chasing Amy, it like did nothing for me. But you almost have to like watch all of his movies to get the little Easter eggs and stuff, like in Dogma. Yeah. That he that he has in there. That you was know? His, yeah. I think that was his most ambitious film. I think a lot of people would agree with that. Not saying you guys have I to, think, but that was really risky. And- he didn't even want to direct it. <laughs> I did, yeah. I didn't like that one either. I hated that movie too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was risky. It was that very was risky not, though. I, I think I that was like the that. only one. I think that was the only one he did where I watched it. And I was like, God, I really want to like this, but there's so much wrong with it. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing I liked I, about it was Alan Rickman playing a good guy. I was like, this is so weird but cool. And I think right. this was before like, he Galaxy been, Quest. He should have been like, 
he should have been like Lucifer in that or something. I right. Mean, but I did like him playing but, a good guy. It was it was comforting. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. cool, cool. I'll go with it. He has he no dick. That was weird. Me, he kind of reminds me with his movies, like not unlike myself, in that I think there are certain things he's really good at, and then he gets a little over ambitious and tries to be the a blockbuster type director, and I just don't think he is. I right. don't think that I think that's he, the kind of movies he's yeah. good at. Uh, I think he's a good writer. And, I mean, before the weed really took effect, I think he was a really good writer, but yeah. Yeah, so I, I think he should stick with the the smaller comedies, or it doesn't have to be comedy, but the smaller indie type films. Yeah. Uh, and leave people like Bruce Willis alone, because yeah. I, I think he maybe, and I could be mistaken, this is just my take on it. Yeah. I think he maybe got a little too big for his britches for a while, and it was kind of a humbling experience working with somebody like Bruce Willis. And now that might even be different, because I don't think Bruce Willis can make a movie that goes to theaters any Anyway, no, he, he phones it in. I mean, that that was the whole thing. Like uh, Smith enjoyed working with him on uh, Live Free, Die Hard. But then when he had the chance to direct him, it was a nightmare. Like he didn't he didn't want to do a lot of I think that's why Cop Out suffered, perhaps, was because Willis was just not really into it. And, um, yeah. you know, that, that I think that shows you where he's at now as a as an actor. He's just not, you know, really doing anything <laughs> interesting. Uh, maybe, um, oh, what was his last one? Uh, the M night Shyamalan. Oh, glass. Yes. That was probably maybe, a kind of a return of Bruce Willis who gave a little shit, but from what I heard, he still yeah. didn't do much. So <laughs> yeah. Well, if you go into like any streaming service, there's like a shitload of really <sighs> terrible Bruce Willis movies. Yep. That oh yeah. The, the name of the movie doesn't make any sense. The movie itself doesn't look like it makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, He's, I mean, he's got, he's turned into Steven Seagal that way. He's just, yeah, he just, and he looks the same. He doesn't look any different. And uh, Looper was actually maybe his last great role, I think, to me. Uh, yeah, because he told, like, I know he was in G.I. Joe Retaliation, but he, he phoned that thing in. Oh, yeah. He had no, oh, yeah. no, he had no reason to be in that movie whatsoever. It was like, it was just yeah, playing Red playing. again or whatever it was. Yeah. It was just him. It was just Bruce Willis playing Bruce Willis. Right. That's right. All yep. it was. I mean. Right. It might as well have been a check where he, or a scene where he takes his check and he's like, okay, I'll do what you tell me to do, I guess. Um, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's fallen. The mighty have fallen. But yeah, um, I'm excited to see Clerks 3. I, I hope it's uh, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. Uh, I, want it, I want to like it, but I am happy that Kevin uh, is a showrunner now to, to He-Man. Uh, it seemed like it was going to be massively successful you know i think it still is i mean not probably massively but they took a big chance we'll see with the the remaining five episodes but you know that's this is probably the highest he's climbed in a long time so we'll see if um we'll see what happens i guess but um to get on something that's uh very cool i think uh ghostbusters afterlife debuted um uh, i think their final trailer perhaps it's coming yeah. out November 11th. Mm -hmm. uh, guys, what did you think of this trailer? If they don't bring back Ecto Cooler, I'm not <laughs> going to see it. Uh, I think, yeah, they'll they'll definitely have to bring back the Ecto Cooler. They have to. They did it for and, 2016. No, I, I like it. Um, oh, yeah. I like where they're going with it. Um, it's like Dan Aykroyd is playing a role in it. Oh, too, I love so that. that. Yes. Yeah. Um, first, I got Annie Potts back in it. Cool. It's good to see like a, a mix of new and nostalgic 
Yes. With it. It's good to see these yeah. actors playing their original characters rather than in 2016 when they play these new characters that were just thrown in there for a cameo's sake. It, yeah. It's like, this is the right... Everything about this film seems right. It feels right to me, anyway. Yeah. It's just... It's like, this is what well, you should have done in the first place. Yeah, it feels more in line with the original, too, which, mm-hmm. I mean, like I love the original, and it to me, it's a comedy, but it's it the comedy was very subdued. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't slapstick like it was in the last Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that's what we're going to have here is it, it's got a more serious tone to it, but I, I there's still going to be some funny parts, <laughs> I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's kind of what I'm more excited about is just the, the the fact that it follows the originals, and it looks like it's going to even follow tonally to the originals. I hope so. Yeah, yeah it looks it looks that way. Yeah, there's a lot of great things are thrown at us. You know, like, like you were talking about Ackroyd, that ending clip where the, the phone call and it's Ray's store from two, and he's like, "We're closed." Yeah. Like, oh my god! Like, yeah. yes, yes, this is right. Like. This is what he would do. This is where he would be, probably. I love it. I love you it. Got Annie, Annie Potts with a cameo. That was awesome to see. Yeah, she's like Egon's caretaker because I think it's been very well established that this is Egon's family. Um, I think that was always the idea. And so, yeah, it's official. Like, this was Egon's home towards the end. The family has it now, and they're rediscovering the Ghostbusters and that's that's why that's what I wanted last time you know that was such a stupid idea like it wasn't about the female Ghostbusters you know that wasn't the problem problem was they were just totally rebooting it and just taking it for the sake of the you know the franchise the entitlement and the the design of the logo you know and making it their own not really it was just kind of a robbery to me. So this actually embraces the universe. Yeah. And yeah, it does everything that the last one should have. And of course, it's going to sell a lot of toys. There's a lot of great toys coming back out. And you also got the a Plasma series that actually features uh, what Vinkman's going to look like. It's not really a far-stretched idea. Like, he's just he has gray hair now. Just like Bruce Willis, or uh, Bruce Willis, Bill Murray does. So... That's cool to see, though. Um, I was actually at Target the other day in in the aisle, and I'm like, "Oh my god, the Ghostbuster figures are here!" But they were like the they're more cartoony looking, but they had them all there, and I I grabbed I grabbed all of them, and I was gonna buy them. I really was. So I was like, "This is I, this is too much. I can't I can't right now. I gotta wait. It's like ten dollars per I, figure." I would totally pick those up. I almost picked up, and I I would have bought them if they had all of them, but. Uh, Walmart has the the retro Ghostbusters figures. Yes. So the ones that we had as kids yep. with the long proton pack yeah. beam coming out of it that broke off instantly. Yeah. And, uh, they're like I don't know, fourteen a piece, fifteen, a, you know, something like that. Not, and they only had terrible. they only had Ray, and so I didn't pick it up. Yeah. But if they had all four of them, I would have probably bought all four. Of them oh, I know. God. I loved those things as a kid. I know that's what's crazy is like they have all the original molds to all these cool figures we had as kids like just and they're doing it now re-release them redo them or uh, you know make more figures again and people will buy them like oh god it, yeah they look identical to what I still have I think I have Peter Vinkman uh, I never had the movie the movie versions of the you know figures but I probably will pick up these these new ones that they got coming out 
But they have a, they have a new car coming out. It's like, oh, it's so exciting. Did you have the ones, Josh, where you squeeze them and like, I think it was a Peter, like you squeeze them and his like ears and eyes bugged out, like his ears popped out from the side of his head and his eyes bugged out like they were really yes. scared. Did you have those? No, I, I had the, those were, um, were those the the real Ghostbusters yes. toys, like for the yeah, animated from series? The, yeah, from the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I did. Yeah, I had some of those. I think I had Egon because he was my favorite character from that series. I think my brother had Egon. I remember. I remember Egon's. Like, I think his hair would rise up and his eyes would pop out. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Correct. And like, I think Ray's mouth would drop, uh, and his tongue would come out or something like that. Yeah, I kind of remember I think that. The only one I, I think the only one I didn't have was Winston. Okay. Yep. I, I had Winston. I had the first the first run of the figures. They're, so they were in their actual uniforms. They weren't. They had the proton packs, kind of like you know the ones you were talking about. I had I had a uh, had Peter and I had Winston. I think I had Egon. I might have had all of them actually. And I had the Ghostbuster car. I, I've said this before, but it was one of my best birthday presents. My dad picked me up, and um, he took me to Kmart, I believe. And he's like, "Just pick out what you want." And that was like the only time I got to do that. And I was like, "Okay." And, <laughs> and I had the Ghostbuster <laughs> car. I was like, "Here we go." Uh, and some figurines and I was set. I was so happy. Um, yeah, like that's just, um, all this is coming back and it's great. And I, I think it'll be successful, especially the toy line. Like, it's just so much cool shit. Like we just didn't get last time, you know, I, seeing how well done the, the retro lines are for not, and I don't want to go off on a tangent, but yeah. the masters of the universe retro line looks awesome because it looks just like the figures yeah. from yes. our childhood. The Ghostbusters retro line looks awesome. And then you've got the shitty G.I. Joe retro line, which is just <laughs> modern fig- modern figures in retro packaging. And that's bullshit. Yeah. It makes me so mad. No, I, I, I bet. That. Like, I, I like when they when they do stuff like that. Like they um like Josh, you were saying they have they still have the molds for these figures and yeah. stuff. Like when they um when they re-released the old uh, Playmates line of the Ninja Turtles yes, figures, yes, I was like, I immediately, because I remember fondly, my first action figure I ever got was Raphael from the Playmates series. Cool. So I like, I had to rebuy it, and I'm like, oh, I mean, I didn't even care that I was spending like 15 bucks on it. It's so not like, too bad, really. It's not. Did you yeah, open it though, or were uh, you just tempted to like? Oh no, leave? God, okay, no. you left it's, it in this package. Yeah, I left it in this package because it's going on my nerd wall when I sure. finally get that put up. But there uh, you go. I like the fact that like I always go to the toy aisle when I go to Walmart. Oh, I do too. You know, like you know, I do it to out. look for my for my kids. You know, I'm looking for a toy for my kids. Wink. Yeah, 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 sure. Looking for my kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was so cool when I when they had the uh, the little detector thing, whatever they call that. Yeah, the PKE um, meter or something like that. The PKE meter. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Um, I I immediately saw that and I had to pick it up and I had to play with it. I was oh, like, oh my god, that's so cool. Like that's that was the stuff. Like the big stuff like that. Like the actual you know yep. handheld stuff where you could play them as your you know you yep. play with them yourself. I never had those. Sure. Now's your chance, right? When I was growing up, I just had the figures. Right. So I was like, oh, they've got like the trap. They've got all, yeah, they've got the trap. They've got the PTA. They've got, if they come out with the old school, like proton pack, that oh, has yeah, a big the nerf, nerf yes. uh, friggin' yes. beam on it. I think they are for the like, new yes, film. I think they are. Yep. I think they're re releasing it. Yeah. My brother There's had like, that too. I love that thing. Great, what's great about stuff like this now is that they have so much more 
technology to do stuff with mm-hmm. these toys. Yep. Um, like they've got a, uh, this is totally off topic, but like they've got a, uh, um, Optimus prime, like a gen one Optimus prime. That's like voice activated. And you can say like roll out and he'll transform yes. into the truck and start yep. moving. Yep. yep. So like, I don't know, stuff like that. If they can, I mean, granted, they're probably going to be like hundreds of dollars now, but yeah, I think that one was like stuff like that and make it kind of cool. That'd be awesome. But. Yeah. That, I think that was like two to 400. I'm guessing. I think we did talk about it on the show. Um, it wasn't a terrible price. I didn't think for what it did. I mean, especially if you're no, a huge Transformers like it, fan, like definitely worth it. When it transformed by itself. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, you didn't have to sit there and like awkwardly twist it around. That was and-, the, and that was the biggest turnoff for me because one of my favorite things with the transformer toys is the transforming them by myself. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I like, get that. It's like, like a, it's like a puzzle. Right. I like that. I like that aspect of it too, but just yep. to like have something that I can just be like, Hey, watch this, you know, to my kids and have them go, oh, what? Right. You know, that'd be, right. That's kind of cool. For me and then you scream at them. Don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. I paid so no, much for oh, it. Oh, you got a fingerprint on the glass. <laughs> Like get up, cop, swabbing the alcohol. And start <laughs> it's it's funny you mentioned like going to the store and like say you're say you're looking for your kids. I was buying this uh, transformer set from Target the other day, and the guy was like, "Do you need a gift receipt?" I was like, "Dude, what? No, it's for me." He's like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> get out of here, man." Like, oh, is it somebody's birthday? Fuck no, I'm taking this thing with it. What are you talking about? Nope. <laughs> you're a great dad. Yeah, but it's for me. It's all me. Yep. Yep. No, yeah, but they can't touch it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's I used to I used to feel shame going down toy aisles, but then when the geek culture thing exploded, right? Like it was acceptable. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm going down the toy aisle to my wife." You know, I'm like, used to be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna see if the kids, you know, if they got anything down here for them," and you know, <laughs> but if, now it's like, no, I'm. If you want to ever feel? Me. If you want to ever feel less shame, Josh, just go just go to toy aisle and watch the Hot Wheels collectors. You'll feel a lot less shame. <laughs> God. Those guys that's, are a different that's breed. That's a whole different breed of human. <laughs> They're just eating like and popcorn and looking at them. I don't mean to offend any Hot Wheels collectors that may listen to the show. Yes. But y'all are fucking nuts. <laughs> oh, God. oh. God, my dad used to collect them too. Like when when he'd go to Toys R Us with me, he'd be like sitting here looking at the like pulling them back away and like looking at the little number on the bottom, like, ah, I need nine four six one. This is nine four six two. Yeah, you know, like I've seen, they, I've seen kids almost get tackled for grabbing a car that somebody that one of these collectors wanted. Oh like, my god! Yeah, it's insane. That's sad. <laughs> oh. oh, did you guys ever used to um, find a figure that you couldn't get? Like you know, when you were a kid, when your parents had to pay for it, and you knew you could come back in a couple of days or so, so you would hide it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did that as I an adult, it. Josh. Yeah, like <laughs> kid, I, I'll do that now. I did that, so I so I spent uh, a short time working at Toys R Us on the south side of Des Moines yeah. when it was mm-hmm. open, and this was maybe like winter of two thousand three, something like that. Uh-huh. And uh, let me tell you, the best place to hide shit was the FAO Schwartz stuffed animal section because <laughs> no one ever bought any of those things and you could bury whatever you wanted at the back and know months later it'll be there oh man that is hilarious see what i I like doing now is like if i'll find something that's like in the power rangers lightning collection or like the marvel's legend collection something like that that i want 
and I know like, okay, payday's in a few days. I'll come, I'll come back and get it. I'll like just put it way up on like the top shelf where they put all the back stock <laughs> stuff where I know like no, no five year old kid's going to reach up there and grab it. Yeah. And I'll just come it's, back a few days later and be like, oh, there it's it is. Not, it's not the five year olds I'm ever concerned about. It's the, the man children like me that yeah. are, that know those tricks yes. that are going to be up there looking or on yeah. their hands and knees looking underneath so, the, uh, that's, the metal racks. I would find yeah. other people's stash as a kid and I'm like, well, it's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hey, I I might uh, I might uh, try and do that again. Away, I have kind of thought about trade it. Trade secrets here, right? Right, like put it behind a Rachel Ray cooking set or some shit. You know, it's got good coat of dust on it. Like, yeah, it's good. Put it right there. We'll be back. Yeah, that's awesome. That's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I just it's very exciting. This whole afterlife is is coming out, and uh, yeah, it's uh, making me really want to collect these toys again. Because that's the other thing yeah, about. I might. I might pick some of them up. Yeah, because uh, even the ones they've recreated, they're so much more affordable than if you actually got the real deal, which is still cool. But not everyone has hundreds of dollars to spend on a figure, so it's like I could just get a, yeah, you know, a, a new one that's been made and uh, a lot cheaper, and it's original and packaging mostly. I mean, looks original, right? It's, it looks just like it did. Yeah. I don't know if you guys got this or saw this from a few years back, but the Playmobil uh, Ghostbusters stuff was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. They've done a lot uh, of yeah, cool the, stuff. We got the, the Ecto-1 and the Ghostbuster house. And nice. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah they really do a I, lot of cool I, sets. I regret not picking up the uh, uh, the Scooby-Doo sets when Walmart had them clearance off because they had like, oh, the Mystery Machine and yep. all the characters. And it was so cheap, and I should have just picked them up because – now they've re now they've redone that mystery machine and it's coming out as the eighteen van and so I'm gonna have to definitely get that. Oh shit, that's cool. That is cool. They've done I think they've done Back to the Future as well and they're doing a yeah they yeah that's out there now for Star Trek fans. They're doing an Enterprise and the I think the bridge ceiling comes off and then the you put the figures in there actually um, yeah that stuff is cool. It's like oh man, I mean Lego's popular but uh, they're doing it they're doing a pretty good job. As well as getting people to, you know, sign on to those those cool toys, but uh, yeah, um, the whole afterlife uh, effect is going to be pretty cool, I think. And yeah, I hope we get Ecto Cooler back. Um, you know, uh, everything's just it just recaptures all the love I think for the franchise, and it looks really fun. Um, is there any uh, other moments from the trailer you you liked? I like Finn Wolfhard. He's like probably one of my favorite like younger actors. So I'm excited to see him in it. Um, and I grew up with him on Stranger Things. You know what I yes. mean? Like he, when he first started that, he was a kid, and then mm -hmm. you know he he was in the the It franchise, and you know, yeah, he's, he's got a good um, career. Yeah, he's uh, he's a good actor. I think um, Paul Rudd kind of strikes me as like the ultimate nerd in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, you guys know about Ghostbusters? Yes, Dude, I love Ghostbusters. Like, <laughs> I did. Uh, I I actually got a little bit of chills when they were watching the old Ghostbusters ad. Yes, that was awesome. That on YouTube, me, and they're they like, gave me chills, and I was like, "Oh, oh that's so cool!" And they call the number, like, "Oh, dude, that's yeah. so cool!" Like, "Oh man, this is just all of it's just right." Uh, Adam Savage, he has a channel called uh, Wired, I think, or Tested. I think it's Tested. Sorry, and he mm -hmm. actually got to go behind the scenes while they were making the film, and. 
just from what I watched, uh, it was very brief, but you just really feel like all the right people are working on this film, you know, like, yeah, they're fans. Yeah. They're fans and they're talented and it's just, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be great. And it's hard to believe that it was, I think done a year ago, right? We were supposed to get it. I think last summer, uh, (laughs) it's crazy, Mm -hmm. but uh, Hey, November would be awesome. That's great. Great time for a movie like this. I mean, October would be better, but that's okay. I think we got Halloween in October. The movie, not not the holiday, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think uh, November would be a nice setting for this, so I'm really excited. And yes, there better be some ecto cooler. Damn it, bring that shit back. I will buy cases of Save, it. I'm saving up my money now. I'm gonna buy a high B out of stock. There you go. So it's like here, yeah, just send it to this address. There you go. Pay for <laughs> it right there. There we go. Yeah, but yeah, very very. Especially if they release it in the cans again. Yes. That's what that's what I got. Very briefly, yeah. I don't think I don't think I knew that there was cans. I just remember the pouches. Yeah. See, I I heard about the cans. So, like, when I went to go um, when I went to go to Hy-Vee to get the cans of it, I was going to buy a shit ton of it, and all they had was like the little boxes. Yep. And I'm just sitting there with like, I bought like two cases to keep in reserve and like one to open up. And so I'm just like sitting here with like these pouches, like squeezing them into a big glass. Right. That was what sucked <laughs> about it. Like I, this is done in two drinks, you know, this pouch. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my wife, she worked at Hy-Vee at the time in a um, local grocery store for those outside of Iowa. Uh, she was able to have them order the cans. And I guess like you did that too, Bill. So you could, anybody could do it. Um, but yeah. the cans were much better. And those were actually in the theaters too. So when I took my daughter yeah. to see Ghostbusters 2016, we had her ecto cooler, and she loves it. She misses it, and um, you know, since this Ghostbusters stuffs come back up, she's like, "Are they gonna have the ecto cooler come out again?" And so she's definitely a fan. Um, it better. I know there, there's a recipe out there, so if I have to, I'll just make a bunch of it. So it's not the same, though. I know uh, it probably isn't. No, it's it's probably because the the machines they use to process it haven't been cleaned in fifty years. But <laughs> and yeah, it has that know. has that flavor to it. Yeah, yeah, they better they better release it. That'd be a no brainer, man. Come on, just well, do, I mean, it. do it. Especially they, especially they had an Easter egg of it in Loki. So I mean, right. kind of have to do it. Right. Well, that's the other thing. When they came out last time, Slimer wasn't even on the the box or anything. It was just no, it was kind just of a bland cooler. box. Yeah, it was. And I remember yeah. Slimer being on it as a kid. Like that was, that was it, man. That was it. But yeah, that's yeah. Like I'm with you, Bill. Like that's the that's the thing I look forward to the most. I think is that coming back. But yeah, the film looks great. Super excited. I'm- Toys. I'm excited yes, for the movie. I'm it. excited to take my daughter to it because she's I've I've had her watch the first two Ghostbusters movies and right. she like she immediately knows who Slimer is when she sees one yeah, you know right packaging or something she's like oh Slimer right right yeah we got to go see that of course so, yeah it looks it, it's gonna awesome. be a a nice way to pass the torch yeah for kids I mean I we're so. we're going because we're fans of the original and we're taking our kids because this is their first experience with it, you know, in a lot of cases. So, yeah. And that's just like basically what the movie's all about. Kind of just, you know, people growing up now have families and it's like, here we go. We'll go back into this world. And yeah, I, I'm super pumped about it. And I think, I think it'll be very, very cool movie. So yeah, we'll look yeah. forward to that obviously. So there's a, uh, a lot of buzz right now with um, blizzard active or Activision blizzard. 
for those of you who don't know, they're uh, the company that's behind World of Warcraft, Call of Duty, Diablo, um, a lot of big franchises with uh, questionable fan bases, let's say. Um, <laughs> but they um, they were recently had a lawsuit filed against them for um, a number of things that have come to light. Um, originally, it was for discrimination against female employees. Um, Shit. You know, uh, equality and pay and stuff like that. Then a lot of sexual harassment type stuff started coming out of the woodwork, making it sound like a really uh, kind of a frat boy mentality oh boy. company to work for. So um, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that's coming out about them recently. A lot of uh, higher ups have stepped down because of it. Just mainly negligent leadership and. A lot of these claims that the employees have been bringing up have just been met with a slap on the wrist to the offender and uh, don't do it again kind of <laughs> mentality. So right. um, it's it's a big rabbit hole to get down. I might do a video on it. You should. I'm kind of explaining it on, uh, on 515 Gaming, but I'd love to say that I'm surprised, but Activision and Blizzard both, even before they merged, were very uh, controversial companies. Mm-hmm. let's say um and, and uh yeah it's just there's a, a whole bunch of stuff that's been coming out of the woodwork i think there was a uh there was a employee petition that was signed by over 1200 people um just stating all the you know allegations were like yes we we actually witnessed this happening like uh female employees going through having to deal with uh, what they call cube crawls. It's like the, the male employees get drunk and start harassing women, <sighs> like going from cubicle to cubicle to, and like harassing them and coming onto them and stuff like that. So it's just like, Jesus. not the, um, definitely not the, you know, mentality you want no. in the, in the industry right now. So is this especially a with American based company or is it overseas? You, uh, this is American based. Okay. Yes. So um, it was actually looking right now. It was the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing um, was the one that filed the suit against Activision Blizzard in July of this year. Mm. Um, and at the point at, at that time, it was only for 10. It was. Well, I don't mean only, but um, it was for 10 violations of state employment law. Oh, sure. And that was that was strictly based on you know promotions, terminations, equal pay for you know equal work stuff like that. Mm, and a lot of, of it was because the uh, female employees felt like they were being discriminated against, and there was actual proof of that from coming out from the employees. Well, the more the more they dug into this, the more they realized that like there was the sexual harassment stuff going on and things like that. So it's really just kind of tank their share, their shareholder, you know, right. Um, shareholder, whatever you want to call it, I guess. Um, a lot of bad press and a lot of, uh, yeah. a lot of things coming out about that, about that company right now. So you think they would have got their shit together before all this happened, you know, like identified, like, okay, well, and, <laughs> times are changing well, for sure. <laughs> it's not like this is the first time this has happened with any gaming development company either. I mean, this is, there, no, there's been other yeah it seems like it's just a relatively toxic work culture with those types of companies i don't know where that stems from yeah and uh <clears throat> i mean when you've got when i think of blizzard i think of like uh 
the company from the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> oh like God! That. You know, it's like yeah, like this big environment of like make money. You know, get on the phone and sell kind of thing. Right. But, um, it, it's very much uh, when you've got two big companies like this and they merge together, and they feel like they're too big to fail. Yeah. Then stuff like this is going to happen. I mean. I hate to say stuff like this is going to happen, but stuff like this is going to happen. Right. It's, um, I personally, I'm not a fan of either company's games. I don't play a lot of, you know, Call of Duty or, or World of Warcraft or Diablo or anything like that. Right. Um, I do play Call of Duty, but mostly like the um, single player campaigns and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. I really hope something good comes of this and it doesn't just get swept under the rug and, Sure, sure. Well, I mean, there's 1,200 yeah. employees is nothing Jesus. to... Well, I mean, one employee is nothing to sneeze at, but... If you were a fan of their games, do you see yourself boycotting? Not to put you on the spot, but is there anyone talking about boycotting their products for now? Um, I'm sure that's probably going to be... I, I don't follow Twitter. You know, I, okay, I that's yeah. usually where, like... <laughs> yeah. That's usually where you see a lot of stuff, like, hashtag cancel yeah. so-and-so or whatever, right. you know? yeah. Um, me personally, I have no desire to play any of their games anyway. Sure. Before I found out any of this and, you know, they've, um, I mean, you just look at, you know, world of Warcraft is a big thing. It's been going on for a while and there's been controversies with that. There's been controversies with overwatch. There's been controversies with almost everything. Blizzard's had their hands in right. for the last 10 years. Sure. And this on top of it is just, uh, icing on the cake you know i mean right. there's a huge I, there's a huge iceberg with this company that i could get into but sure, sure um yeah i just i personally like i wouldn't put any money in their pockets you know right um i i would probably tell people not to until this is until like some big changes are made with this company but unfortunately this isn't it's not just an Activision Blizzard thing. This is something that's happening in the industry quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Where whether it be with unfair workplace practices or with people being overworked and made to work, you know, eighty-hour weeks and sure. stuff like that. I mean, look at uh, Cyberpunk. That's you know the biggest example that I can find. Like uh, with CD Projekt Red, they just pushed and pushed and pushed their employees, and then you know what we got was a rushed product that didn't work right you know and uh i don't know it's just it's unfortunate to see stuff like this because you want you know you want everybody to be treated equally and fairly and especially yes. especially now in the internet age when some something goes wrong and you're just like you take to twitter and you're like this happened to me mm -hmm. and you know whether it's true or not it's it's going to ruin reputation yeah and this has been confirmed to be true. I mean, the state of California went after them and dug up this whole, Damn. you know, yeah, this whole iceberg of shit that was going on with them. So, I don't know. Me personally, I can't speak for everybody, but I'm not going to be touching their games anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, if you're a big company like that, you really, I mean, either way, if you're a company, you should definitely, you know, get rid of such behaviors, like squash it. Because it's going to bite you in the ass. And if you're a big company, you're definitely on Front Street more. It's like, you really think this is okay? Like, you're not, nothing's going to blow up? Like, really? Yeah. That's just right. shocking. It's idiotic. But yeah, you know, I guess it wouldn't 
help to boycott because like you said other companies are doing it too but you know because there's there are some decent employees i'm sure you know developing these games but yeah the the, you can't punish you shouldn't punish them obviously but the damn company should get rid of these assholes or or whatever they Mm got to do um get on it especially this day and age i'm i'm just shocked that this is uh you know it's like really who the hell is running this shit like (laughs) come on Jeez. Well, this is even, I think, even uh, after the state of California filed their lawsuit, it went, um, it actually ended up going federal. So this is a huge. Damn. Okay. Well, yeah. Huge deal now. But, uh, yep. Maybe, right on themselves. You know, I, um, I really hope that, like, if anything good comes of this, that it, it's a wake up call to other developers. Like, right your shit yeah kind of thing you know right right um in the meantime there's i will say this there's hundreds and hundreds of independent game developers out there that are making wonderful products so if you don't want to support like the big machine or something like that go and support your independent developers there you go like they work their asses off and you know they produce wonderful games that often get overlooked right i mean among us just blew up and that was from 2018 was when they you know, develop that game. So, I mean, that's, and that's a group of three people. Right. So, I mean, it's, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to blanket statement and say like, Oh, all the, all development companies are like this, but you know, I'm sure no matter what company you look at, there's bad shit going on, but right. This is, uh, I think the reason why it gained so much attention is because one, it became a federal case and two, because it's such a huge company right but um yeah that's that's really all i had on that yeah they they definitely should get their shit in order that's ridiculous uh yeah especially this day and age like this is like something they should have uh done away with long long time ago so yeah well if they they gotta pay and so be it Uh, hopefully wake up everyone else who thinks that they can get away with this shit you know there's plenty of other companies that people can go to for their gaming that's just how it'll be so 515 gaming has been a little quiet on the channel um since i finished the resident evil 8 series um i did i did finally get my video out about days gone and all that uh all the things that went wrong with that um i do have a charity live stream coming up on august 21st that's for our friend alan fisher um those of you those of you who don't know he is um currently dealing with uh liver disease right now and it's uh taking quite a toll on him physically but it's also t- taking quite a toll on his family mm-hmm. so this is totally a non-profit type of event this all the all the proceeds to anybody who donates this will go directly to alan's family but i'm going to be starting a live stream at noon on august 21st um, hoping to get uh, some other people on there and Kind of collaborate we're gonna play some games and have a good time and hopefully raise some money for alan that's great more people the better it's like let's get the invites out there mm-hmm. and get the support but i look forward to it yeah i've never done such a thing so uh yeah i'll probably be uh killed off a lot i'm not whatever we play um <laughs> yeah i'm not sure what uh what game would be playing um i've got a couple of suggestions i think uh one suggestion that a friend made to me was um, the Jackbox Party Pack series, uh, because I don't think everybody has to actually own the physical game. Oh, cool! To be able to play that, 
Sure. Um, I think you can just like one person hosts it and then like you get a link and you can follow, you can do it on your smartphone or on your computer nice. or something like that. So uh, we might do something like that. Be a little more uh, uh, family friendly kind of thing. Sure. But, um, um, I was also thinking about Grand Theft Auto Online, just doing oh, like races God, and stuff yes. like that. But um, yeah. but that would be like a you know we do like a private server for that or something. Right. And I think right. uh, like Steve and Megan play that too, so that'd be kind of fun to get everybody involved with that. That would um, be fun. Yeah. But yeah, we'll kind of uh, we'll kind of discuss that and uh, you know find out the best avenue for it. I'm trying to think of games that are like either free to play or easily accessible. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and I don't, I don't want to just be sitting there for 12 hours talking to myself cause then it'll, <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> it'll, it'll get a little boring, but, um, right, right. Yeah. I think, I think if we can do like a collaboration on it. It'd be really fun. I think yeah, it'd man. Uh, greatly benefit and, uh, Absolutely. greatly benefit their family. So absolutely yeah really it's a great thing to, to do yes yes me too me too it's fantastic and yeah we'll definitely share more about it before it's here so yeah i look forward to it that's that's awesome it's a great idea and uh yeah we'll have fun while raising some funds so i'm, I'm excited um in the meantime i'm going to be posting some updates on both the channel and on um our facebook page so that's facebook.com slash 515 gaming best way to kind of follow what's going on with the channel is to First of all, subscribe. You can hit the little notification bell. That'll tell you when we're going live. And then uh, go onto our Facebook page, and we'll keep that updated as much as possible. Fantastic. That is great. Uh, Jonah, how about yourself? You got some got some stuff going on? Uh, my son and I have our little toy channel on YouTube. And it's not huge. We don't have, like, a lot of followers. But it is a lot of fun for him it will to grow. get together it will and play grow. with toys. Yeah, it's good. It's and good. So, and so we... Uh, we have some more episodes to film. I've got some toy lines set aside. One of the things that I want to focus on that I, for whatever reason, I'm obsessed with right now is uh, this concept of all of the toys when we were kids that were based on rated R properties that we probably should not have watched. <laughs> yes. And yes. so I want to talk. I, so what I want to take a look at like. You know, uh, the, the Terminator toy line, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, RoboCop, Predator, Alien. So all these, like, cool toy lines that are based on radar properties that you don't see today. You don't get this kind of shit today. No, just, and, just and for adults, have, yeah. Yeah, and so I want him to kind of experience what it was like with those toys and playing with them and get his take on it. And so we've got uh, we've got some stuff to film. I just I got to get my hands on some of those oh toys because a lot of them I don't even have. Great times. Um, so yeah, if anyone yeah, I, I, if anyone's looking to loan me a collection for us to play with, it's funny because a buddy of mine was like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I got all those Terminator Two toys if, if you want them, and I was like, yeah, he's like, uh, but they're, they're all mint and card, and I was like, no, I was like, we're gonna open these up and play with them, dude. Like, what are you talking? No, I don't want your mint and card. I don't want to borrow your mint and card toys to look at. Like, we want to like play yeah. with these things. Right, and right. So. Um, I think the the next video we're going to do is on Bucky O'Hare, which we're going to look at the original toy line, not the the newer stuff that's been coming out from um, oh from uh, Boss Fight. Wow. And so uh, I've got I think I'm missing one figure from that series. So we're going to go ahead and and take a look at those. And he uh, he doesn't know anything about the property, so I had him like watch one of the like first cart episode on YouTube. Uh, mm -hmm to kind of get familiar with it. And so we're going to talk about those. That is awesome. Yeah. I had the Robocop. I had, they had the uh, caps you load them up with and the trigger in the back. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Take the helmet off and you're like, what the fuck? 
Well, What's I, wrong I with him? Even, I mean, there was even like uh, I had Rambo toys, you know, as a <laughs> yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. Ram Rambo. Rambo was not appropriate for for no. six year old me to watch until the cartoon, uh, right? Yeah. But yeah, before that, that's, and that's the thing is a lot of the, a lot of the toys were based on you know the cartoon series based yes. on these yep these movies like the RoboCop. I think was maybe a cartoon. Yes, it was. Yep. Um, Yep. You had, uh, you know, one of my favorites as a kid, and I got it. I got to get the toys as an adult. Uh, is the uh, the uh, Toxic Crusaders? So you had Toxic oh, Avengers yes. that you know you used to watch Toxic Avenger after your parents went to bed. You'd watch it on USA up all night, hoping to see some titty. Um, <laughs> that was that was a cartoon series too. And then there was a toy line from that. I was like, it's it's bonkers <laughs> to me, but I love it. Yeah, I had the I had John Connor from T two. I had the Edno Skeleton. I should still have yeah. these somewhere. I had one of Arnold. Yeah, because oh. John Connor came they, with a bike. It was really cool. They had that one. Um, I think it was the Terminator Two playset thing. It was like the Skynet one. Yes, I think. I know where, what like you're you put about. the you put the mm-hmm. endoskeleton in there and yep. then like coated it in putty. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Then he could rip it off like as he got damaged. Yeah. Yeah. Was it like flesh colored play doh? Yes. Or- yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. like it like formed a uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger mold, like a <laughs> naked mold over this sweet endoskeleton. It's kind of cool. Oh man, that's endoskeleton. something I I don't know if I would have actually used that to its fullest potential as a kid. Yeah, because like I remember like GI Joe did the same thing with Mega Marines, where they had like mo- moldable bio armor, and so they all came with jars of like neon colored play doh. Yeah. And then they had these like shells where you could like mold the that body armor onto them. I never used it. I never did anything with that. I just threw the play-doh away. Right. So that is cool. Same thing for me with the Ninja Turtles, like the the ooze. Oh yeah. I'm like this. I want to keep my Technodrome looking nice. I'm not going to put ooze in. Yeah. What the hell? I'm going to wash this shit out. I play with it for play with the ooze by itself. Oh man, good times. Good times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be awesome. I look forward to you doing that. That's so cool. Yeah, so anyway, toy, uh, Toys for All Ages is the name of that channel. We've only got a couple of videos out there. we got some more to come. Sure. Uh, I got a lot of – got a lot of stuff lined up that we want to talk about. It's been fun, though, kind of just going on the journey with him and getting his take on, on stuff. He's so he's so funny. That's uh, great, man. Yeah. That is so so cool. I mean, we got we got more to come there, so stay tuned. Fantastic. And you're also the G.I. Joe's personal photographer, too, so <laughs> – yeah, no. There's people. Uh, it's there's a lot of people that do a way better job than I do. But it's a hobby. It keeps me busy. But I love them though, because don't you? When you go on vacation, don't you take them with you too to get uh, different yeah, scenes? I yeah, I try to. That's that's uh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Uh, You're committed. Vacation, or maybe <laughs> even if uh, you know, I travel for work too, and so maybe if I'm you know sure have a little free time to kill, I might have a couple in my pocket. That's so cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, everyone check that out. And of course, check us out. We're on Facebook, YouTube, any streaming platform for podcasts. Uh, yeah, a lot, lot there to offer. We will uh, definitely be back very soon here. Thanks for tuning in. And thank you guys for being on. I'm Josh. I'm Bill. And I'm Jonah. Take care. <laughs>